Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Well, hi there. Welcome to Light Hustler, a podcast about sharing your dark to find your light. Yes, it is. Uh, Welcome to the show. I welcome you back. If you're a returnee, I welcome you for the first time. If you're new, I hope you'll stick around and subscribe and never miss one of these episodes. But either way, I'm really grateful that you're even listening to this right now. So I am going to introduce a very special guest in a moment. And when I say very special, I mean I'm going to introduce me. Yep, that's true. It's one of the uh, episodes featuring uh, a live my live storytelling show, which happens the fourth Friday of every month in Los Angeles. And it's me telling a story there. So, but before I tell you that, I'm going to tell you something else that I'm really excited about, which is I have a new book coming out. In fact, by the time you hear this, it is out. It is The Miracle Morning for Addiction Recovery. I don't know if you guys know about The Miracle Morning um, this book series by Hal Elrod, but this is a book I wrote with Hal, uh, my friend Joe Polish, previous podcast guest, and uh, Honoré Quarter. And it is just one in the series of The Miracle Morning. Miracle Morning is the sensation. It's an amazing book. It changed my life. And frankly, it's one of the books that's on the 20 books giveaway um, that you guys entered and one of you won. Remember that? Anyway, it it talks about why mornings are critically important to an addict's success, how the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety, but this, and the difference between an orchid personality and a dandelion one, and how you can determine which you are. So get it on Amazon. I will love you forever. I love you forever anyway. And now I'm going to introduce Anna David. Guys, uh, next up is, I, I didn't memorize the whole thing because I didn't know we were going to have to do that, but, it, but she's, she, it's her show. You've already met her, and she owns this company, Light Hustler, and she's a New York Times bestselling author, and she does all sorts of stuff on TV, so big round of applause um, for, uh, that's her name right there, Anna David. Okay. Please give it up for Brian Finkelstein. Forgive him, not just for his sins, but for the fact that he's not an alcoholic. We love you anyway. Um, and, and for everybody, I, 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 wanna, I want you to know, I know it's weird that I'm wearing this coat. And there's two, there's two reasons. And neither are that it's a super fabulous coat. It's freezing in here. And I'm wearing my skinny jeans and my fly always goes down. And so this is just much fucking easier. Um, and it kind of goes with the story. So, okay, so... Here's the thing. When I first moved to L.A., I was living on Sweetser Avenue. Okay, yeah. 
everyone's lived there or had a regrettable sexual experience on Sweet Sir, right? Okay, you have not been in L.A. long enough if you have not. But um, So I was there, and I was like, I was in my late 20s, and I remember I had this epiphany. I was like, oh, my God, the reason I'm depressed all the time is I'm entirely too dependent on other people, which would have been a healthy epiphany, except the end of the sentence was, to do cocaine because I was always, I didn't, I was in that in-between stage. I hadn't started buying it, you know? And so I was always just that girl at parties and I was like, did she sniffle? Do you think, I wonder, yeah, yeah, I'm going to like, and so, and so, and so I realized that my, my problem in life was not that I had a burgeoning cocaine problem, but that I didn't have my own dealer. You know, and so maybe like probably today there's like 16 apps that can connect you with a Coke dealer. I'm sure of it. But like even in the late 90s, like like if maybe if you're like a mother of four in Ames, Iowa, it's hard to find that. If you are a party girl in Los Angeles, it took me. I think I I think within four minutes I had like five options, and um and so I so I immediately connect with my my first dealer and his name is Alex. Now, Alex was was great in that he uh, delivered, but he was bad in that he had to buy two grams, which was like, dude was not going to drive over there for one, um, which was fine because I was always going to put the second one away, you know, that. And, um, and so, and then the only other problem with Alex is that, okay, okay, you know when you're getting gas in your car and then you spill gas on your hand and then you're like, oh, I've gas. That's what doing his cocaine was like. It was like brought over here, I think, in like gas barrels from Mexico. And like literally like all you would like do it and you'd be like, well, it's like, it's like inhaling gasoline, right? And they'd be like, yeah. So like really the only good part about Alex's coke was in between paging him and him coming over when you could have that sort of gleeful like, oh, this is going to be fun. Then it was terrible. So... So, but, but then luckily my, my luck changed one night. See, I went to, there was a, there was a strip club in Beverly Hills called the Beverly Club. Okay. Okay. You remember that? Like, okay. So I thought when I was like remembering the story, I was like, I clearly made that up. There was no like strip club on Beverly Drive. So I Google it. And yes, there was, because there was a New York Times piece that said like, Beverly Hills image tarnished by tacky strip club. I was like, I was there. Um, and I was there. So somebody, it was only around for like eight months probably. So, so I, I was, I was taken there. I was high, I was drunk and, and women were taking their, you know, they were taught, you know, doing what they do in strip clubs. And, and, and so I did that thing where I was like, ah, I should take that stuff. You know that. I don't want to flash you guys. I've changed. But like that thing where I was just like, I'm in a strip club. I'm fucked up. I should do this. And so I go up to the stage and I'm like taking my thing. And the manager, this like severe brunette, with these like bangs comes over. And she's like, come with me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble. And, and she introduces herself as Vivian. And she takes me into the bathroom. And then she, it, it, I literally learned slowly, I am not in trouble. She's like, into bonding with me and she suddenly pulls out cocaine and i'm like how did you know that i would be up for this you know and it's like i guess if you're good at your job and a girl comes into a strip club and is asked to take my talk like maybe she's the cocaine girl maybe so 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 we start doing coke in the bathroom and um and, the, and it's like good you know i'm used to the alex gasoline thing so it's like i'm like this is really good and so i'm like this is really good and she's like mm-hmm and i'm like yeah and like we don't have much to say and then she goes i have some more and i'm like oh that's so great um 
yeah, I, she's like, I sell it. And I'm like, I just don't have any money. She's like, well, that's why there's an ATM in this bathroom. And that is how I got my better Coke dealer. And so the thing is, the thing is, so Coke dealers, they had their signature moves, you know. Alex's was that he would wrap it in lotto tickets. I don't know. I'm not a Coke dealer. That seemed like his fucking thing. And then, and then Vivian wrapped hers in pink post-its because she was very feminine. And so, but then, so her cook was better, but the thing about Vivian was she didn't deliver and she lived in Beverly Hills. And like, I don't know about you, my cravings would hit it at rush hour. And if you're in West Hollywood and she's about like, that sucked. And the, th the other thing was that she liked, she wanted to chat. Alex wanted to no chit chat, but, but Vivian, she wanted to talk and she like, she wanted to do girl talk, but she didn't want to talk like shopping or men. She was, she was a businesswoman and she wanted to talk business. And so I remember one night being there with my writing partner and we're like trapped on her couch and she's talking to us for like, 35 minutes about how she's going to get rich because she has invented a round towel. <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys get this because I didn't at the time, but a round towel is important because when the sun moves, if you're at the beach all day, you have to move your towel. Not if you're on a round towel. No, you just move your body. So, so she had ideas like that and she had plans like that and but it was just it was too it was too much and so and so then like life devolved further it got worse and then that's when I met my third dealer now this guy's name was Joey and Joey lived in Beverly Hills when we're we're talking Bev Hills adjacent by the way we're not talking like fancy Beverly whatever so so Joey was like I, I met Joey because I was with this girl who like, was, who was just a nightmare. And I remember her phone came up and it said as the person calling trouble. <laughs> and I'm like, who's that? And she's like, well, I know I'm in trouble if I'm getting that call. That was Joey. So, so trouble was my, my, my third dealer. And so, so, so Alex's signature thing was the lotto tickets and, and Vivian's was the pink post-its and Joey's was that he was like a Coke sommelier. Like you could come in be there and like try his different kinds and but it was it was all the same and it was terrible and he was no coke sommelier he was just like a sad man and like who was dealing cocaine to like young girls and so and so one time I was there and um and I remember like I was like you know doing coke with a random girl and then this other girl walks in and and she goes into the kitchen and the girl the girl sitting with me says to Joey she's like Joey you can't sell to her and he's like why and he, she's like that girl, she was in rehab. I mean, she's a fucking drug addict. Like, we're just two nice girls sitting here on a Tuesday afternoon at four o'clock hanging out with a creepy old man. But she, she's got a drug problem. Yeah. So anyway, not long after that, I ended up in rehab myself. And when I walked in, guess who was there? Guess. Thank you. Emily is the only one who knows the truth. It was Miss Round Towel. Vivian is fucking there in my room. And I'm like, oh. and she's like, and she like, so we immediately like clock each other. And she's like, come with me. Because she, she had been there like a week. I had just gotten there. And she's like, okay, Anna, I did not sell to you. 
you did not buy from me. You got it? And I was like, yeah, 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 I got it. She's like, we know each other. If they figure out we know each other. Temple. Okay. Okay. So that's it. I went to treatment with Vivian and she was, you know, you guys are in treatment now. You know who that one is. That one who's like, you're like, this group sucks. Can we go smoke? Like the one who's always going to say yes, you know, and it's going to be like, it's going to be like kind of like wanting to have too much fun kind of. And so anyway, I don't know what happened to uh, Alex or Joey or Vivian, but I know I like to picture Vivian on a tropical island, <laughs> lounging on a large red round towel. Thank you.